This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, it's me, Meepaw, and I'm doing the cold open alone because I want to. So this week on the pod, we have Rob Anderson, a very funny man. And um, we talk about kimchi, we talk about his TikToks, we talk about him moving to LA, we talk about the gay cold, and we answer the question, is this gay? With the gay doctor, Rob Anderson. All right, enjoy this episode. Goodbye! Forever! Dog! When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. One second. Oh, Diva. Our number is one three five three six nine one eight zero. Our email is sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. Now on with the show. Are you ready for some sloppy seconds? You stupid little fucks, you not so fucks, you dirty little fucks, you stupid little fucks, you stupid little fucks. I'm Big Dipper and that's Meatball. Welcome to Big no. Dipper's Meatball. Sloppy seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. You having that's an Big identity and crisis? Meatball. Every day. Every day. Every day. All right, well, why don't you just quickly say that in case people hear a small... um. Uh, voiced meow in the background that you are a new uh, a second cat. I have owner. a now. I have a new cat. His name is Archibald, and he is very needy. <laughs> and now is that a long haired, a domestic long hair? He's a, he's a hair? long hair, and I know he's just going to ruin my apartment with all that hair. But I can't. <laughs> I can't help it. He's so tiny and cute. You're already in love with him. I can tell. Well, I'm very excited to have our guest with us today. Um, this is someone who also considered very cute. And long-haired. Well, well, keeps it groomed. Um, This is someone who I have seen on the internet for years, I guess, and like was sort of shocked uh, with with a response uh, of "Sure, I'd love to do the podcast." So this is very exciting. Uh, This is, uh, as listeners will hear, uh, the first time we're all having a conversation ever in our lives. So uh, get ready to tune in. This is what professional entertainment is like. Uh, Writer, comedian, and influencer. It's Rob Anderson. Hello. Uh, of course, I'm so happy to be here. Um, I'm happy you asked me. I feel like this is a little bite of a big bite of of gay culture. Um, a, big, oh, a big bite of gay yeah. culture. Yeah, big bite, mama. <laughs> so, for folks listening, you probably recognize Rob from videos like um, Gay Science, Gay Anthropology, Boyfriend Twin. These are things that you've created. So, talking about big bite of gay culture, you are a studier of all things gay culture, correct? Yes, that's what you have your uh, PhD in. Yes, PhD, multiple other degrees. Um, 
Uh, I uh, am studied, well studied in it, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. How did you start making internet content? Was that like a goal? Because I think, what's your, what, what, what age bracket are you in? I am, oh. thir- uh, my bracket is 33 and a half years old. Okay. Oh, specifically. Wow. So you're of that time period where it's like no one's goal was to be on the internet, but it just sort of happened, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, like, especially TikTok being the platform that I started on, like, I mean, that was definitely not <laughs> something I thought would happen at 30, in the middle of my 30s. Um, I started making TikToks for a company I was working for. I, I worked in marketing for like over a decade. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this is really fun. Uh, and I'm really good at this and it doesn't feel serious. Uh, and so I just started making them on my own. And I think that's what it took to kind of go, oh, I should just be doing this. You know, it's not embarrassing to make funny things, you know, I'm having fun. So that's kind of how it started. Yeah, what is th- that vibe of like, um, wait, I'm just shocked that you just started like making videos just for TikTok. Like you had, did you have any other background in like acting or anything or were you? Yeah. Uh, well I was in, uh, in Chicago doing improv for IO okay. and second city for like seven or eight years. And it, I enjoyed improv. I wouldn't say it was like my thing, you know? I think people were so good at it. Like, people were so good at it that I was just surviving. Like, I got on stage and I some days it would be great. And then some days uh, I would say, this is not for me. And I think after like five, six years, I was like, okay, I think I need to just do something else entirely and not focus on performing or writing and just kind of like work my day job for a while. And I moved to New York. And that's when I was, it took a couple of years. You kind of have to live life. You can't be like constantly performing because then you're not having any material to talk about. You know, you're just a performer. At least that's right. how I felt. That, that, that's how we felt I during mean, the that's pandemic. How we all the time. We had nothing going on and we were putting out two podcasts a week and we were like, can we talk about COVID again? Can we talk like, about COVID somewhere? Like, what the fuck are we going to do? When gays over COVID happened, we were like, yes, something to talk about. Like, oh, my just, God. And that was in January. So you right. had nothing for the we whole like, year. Oh, the whole we were year fucked. just pulling teeth. Um, so, because you, okay, so you were in Chicago and New York and then L.A. That was my same trajectory. What, what prompted you to land in L.A.? Um, well, uh COVID trauma of living in New York during COVID. Uh, oh. I, yeah, it was oh, you're um, like fresh to LA. Yeah, I am. I, in November, I moved. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I just needed to get out of New York. I couldn't do the winter there. I mean, the whole summer there was like, at least we had some weather. Mm-hmm. At least we had some Fire Island trips, you know, which were, I know are controversial, but, you know, it was all outside. Um, but. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, no, no. I mean, like, it's... No like, one died would, in Fire Island. Just you know what died in Fire Island. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Derek. Um, but the uh, uh, the winter was coming, and yeah. my lease was up, and I'm like, I got to go somewhere warm and open. Big. Was so, and your, now you're yeah. here. Was your move to New York work-related, or at that point you were, like, full-time internet content? I started posting videos on the internet in... February of 2020. So, yes, I've only been doing it like a year and a few months. (laughs) That is so crazy because I guess time time works in such this like wild way because I feel like I went back and looked at some of your like older videos like like early on and I'm like, there's no way that's from 2020. Like it it was because it wasn't like all pandemic commentary. And so it just sort of felt like 
I've seen these forever. You know what I mean? Oh, I yeah. I, I love that. I think that's yeah. good, right? No, I that's very great. good. You're an instant classic. Yeah, oh. and I also enjoyed that during the pandemic when you were releasing stuff, it wasn't all pandemic-related. Right. Like, you were able to be like, okay, there's other things besides this going on. It was like an escape. But yeah. also, I feel like it, you're a very divisive character amongst the gay community as well how does that feel to have um what are they called them what are the kids called haters haters (laughs) (laughs) yeah tell us about your haters tell us about your haters it is uh, a very bizarre feeling to have people not like you uh in a time where like there is no escape from the internet so i i just started posting these videos three weeks before covid lockdown hit and they're not serious. Like, I mean, they are very stupid. They're silly. Yeah. Uh, there really isn't much seriousness to it. So for someone to get, like, upset or or actively just, like, really hate something that really isn't that serious says a lot about that person, you know? Um, I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's pretty light stuff. <laughs> I mean, I right. do science with a douche, you know, I yeah. excavate poppers. Like you're going to take think- a, you're going to take a video like that and be like, well, wait, let's break this down a bit. Like, this doesn't make sense. Like it's not real. None of it's real. I think it's cause, uh, well, I think it's a, there's, a, there are a few things here. One is I'm not trying to dredge up any trauma from your past, but I often feel like people who have a point of view and are creative and put something out into the world are, are definitely overcoming a lot of self doubt uh, you know, sort of like issues with them, like their bodies and their identity and their whatever from the past. And so I think a lot of people look at you and they're like, Oh fuck a pretty boy who's smart. Like someone is someone who walks around the world looking, looking the way you do. And is also like smart and funny and has a point of view. It's like you're in the world we live in. That's like asking for haters, which is such a sad (laughs) thing. Right. Yeah. I, well, thank you for that. (laughs) That, uh, being pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, that'll be great. That'll get me a lot of uh, love. the (laughs) The reason I bring this up is because, I oftentimes talk on this podcast about, um, you know, having issues with my body, about being fat my whole life, about not having self-confidence, about finding it in making music and making music videos. And then people message me and they're like, fuck you, you look the way you do. And I'm like, what? Like, you know, I so everyone, ha- I think everyone sort of has that experience. Yeah, I, I, well, I you definitely hit the nail on the head here uh, with the... Uh, people getting upset at things that they kind of, you know, there's an insecurity behind a lot of it and there's an unhappiness behind a lot of it. Mm -hmm. I also do really think, honestly, that, I mean, all gay people are annoying, right? Like we're all annoying in different ways. It's who we are. (laughs) We are, we're all, we're pushy, we're annoying. We're all, we, totally. So I think that people are- data and the research to back that. (laughs) Yes. And so I am annoying uh, in a, in my own way, but I have no control over whether how people send my videos, where they're seen in explore feeds or whatever. And I think at one point, I think there was just a high saturation of, of sharing different things. And some people who I aren't, I'm not for some people for sure, they were annoyed. They're like, I'm sick of seeing this guy. I'm sick of seeing him doing his things. But that's not my fault. Like, yeah. I'm right. just existing, having fun, doing the thing that I'm doing. And a lot of people are enjoying it. So I think the people that were annoyed by seeing it a lot were like, oh, let me find something. Let me find something to really, like, 
get together on Twitter, get a thread together so we can collectively hate on this guy. Yes, <laughs> let's get a thread. <laughs> That's my like dream goal is to have a thread of like all the reasons people should hate me. Meepo no is one waiting hates me for like the that. Reddit thread. You're like, where is the hateful Reddit thread? Yeah, I said a lot of terrible things about a lot of nice people and nothing yet. <laughs> You know, there's, we uh, there's a smattering of comments, but we're waiting for the thread. <laughs> yeah, I feel like most gay people could start that thread on themselves. You know, yeah. I feel yes, like we really know where to hit it. We uh, you could probably reply to yourself 10 times with all the worst shit about you. Oh, that is so all your insecurities. I want to but I want to bring up something that um, we almost sort of talked about earlier, which is the idea of like saying like there's a weird even though social media everyone you know like so much of the world uses it we're all constantly consuming it we cannot get away from technology we all have people that we love to look at on the internet but there's like a weird thing there's like a weird embarrassment where it's like I make internet videos. That's my job, right? Like what, like I always, I always, when people ask me what I do for work, I always say I'm a creative producer. That's what Mm. I say. I'm a comedian. You're a fucking drag queen. Like what are you talking about? So like, do you. steps to explain. Do you tell people, are you like, I'm, I mean, because even though by your sheer numbers i would classify you as an influencer even though your page is not just like you posting with pure for men ads it's like you're making original content yeah. i did do one pure for men ad okay it's and a I'm gay sh- rite of passage okay <laughs> did, you, <laughs> did you see the one where joel can booster was like my dad died and i'm doing a pure for men ad and then they yeah, made him yeah. do another one yeah i saw the second one wait i didn't see the first one the first one was like he was doing um even though I'm sad that my dad just died a few weeks, it's like the one month anniversary of my dad's death. At least I don't have to worry about um, my ass being dirty because pure for me. And I was like, that is so on brand for Joel. Genius. Genius. So funny. And then the follow up post was they made me take it down. So here's a real one. Oh, you know, that's really disappointing because I think that it's like, hey, get your the person, the creator that you're making this making content for you is speaking to their audience in a certain way. So yeah. adjust what yeah. you're doing to them. And he did that. Um, I, my pure for men experience was very bizarre because uh, I had posted a story about how psyllium husk from Amazon is the cheapest and best way to get fiber. Those pills, like it's the best way to do it. Yeah. And I said, pure for men's a ripoff and you shouldn't be using it. It, it works, but it's, it's basically just more expensive. Yeah. And they had reached out to my agent and was like, we want to do branded stuff with Rob. And I'm like, I literally just said, don't buy this oh, product. They didn't watch <laughs> it. They don't care. I, I, yeah. And so I was like, well, depending on the price here, uh, maybe I will. <laughs> Like, uh, no shame, no shame. Yeah, no shame no. Shame. Yeah. I love that. Um, so, okay. So how did you come up with the idea for gay science? Because I feel like that is the most prolific. And who's editing it? Is that all you? Yeah, I do edit it myself. Um, sometimes they take up to like 14, 15 hours of editing straight through. Oh, my um, God. Because I I love making them, mm-hmm. and when I, I there's so, that you you make something and you do a voiceover for it. So I'll start with sorry, I'll start with how it started. Um, 
uh, going back to that, uh, so I don't get too disorganized with my brain here. The uh, I, uh, gay stereotypes are fascinating to me because we embrace them uh, as gay people, uh, especially on the internet. Memes are all related to um, stereotypes. Some are based in some reality, and some are just so ridiculous that they there's just they're so silly. And obviously, we're all very different people, so they don't apply to all of us. But I was like, we how are do we all annoying? Yeah, yes. we're all annoying, oh, though. Absolutely. That is a common thread. I can tell you one thing, not to interrupt real quick, but <laughs> based on what happened on Friday night at Precinct with Nicole, oh wait, was that Saturday night? Uh, Every Saturday, gay is annoying. Saturday. Every oh, gay there is was annoying. A lot of annoyance. She came, she literally, someone ran up to her and was like, Are you her? And started screaming in her face for 10 minutes about how he loves her and never once said her name. We're talking Sorry. about a friend of ours who is on TV who was at this party with us. And it was just like, we had to go hide in the back. We had to hide in the like dressing room because she couldn't like not be accosted by people. And she was saying, she was like, only at a gay club would people do this. If I was at a straight bar, everyone would just be like, oh, that's that girl from TV. And then it would be over. Right. Like gay people feel like they own a piece of you or in yeah. some way. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Britney Spears wrote a saying. song about it. She, she did. Okay, so yeah, there so- hasn't been much singing yet. There hasn't been much singing yet. Uh, no, I was like, where are all yet. the songs? Oh, okay, we'll, we'll take a break. It'll oh, okay, okay. okay. I'm like waiting these notes. Um, yeah, so I I wanted to make fun of stereotypes and prove every single one of them with fake science. I thought that was a fun satires are just a great way to go to make a point without making a point, and then it kind of. You deflect all criticism because you're like, it's satire, you know? It, like It is what it is. Yeah. The ultimate there's some, <laughs> right. Is that point? Uh, so that's certainly where I like to stay. And so I, I did a few and I, I didn't expect it to keep to keep doing it. But it's the when I make one, I finish it and I go, that was really good. And and I've never said that about any other video where I'm like, someone like, eh, that's great. Like that. Oh, wow. That one's, yeah. With gay science, I finish it and I go, I'm just really good at this. This is easy to make. It's fun to make. And every time I put it out, it's always really good. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I, when I edit it, I add new things like to make jokes visually that you can't hear. And so because of that, I just snowball. I'm like, it's six hours, 10 hours, 14 hours. I'm like, okay, I have to finish this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's gay science. And there's, you're not like on a schedule to create those. So you can really just do whatever you want with those. Or do you try to release them? Yeah. Um, it's a good question. See, I'm new to a lot of this and finding a rhythm of how to post and also like trying to understand how these uh, different social networks work and how like the algorithm for TikTok likes a certain cadence and then Instagram. But then also like if you post rarely, but those posts are, do really well, then they're like, oh, you're still good to us. It's so bizarre. I hate like. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand like, any uh, of that. Yeah, it's it's like. It, you're trying it's like trying to figure out like a, a robotic like boyfriend who you're just like well, what are you like do you like this do you not like this do you like me you know uh sure. yeah uh-huh yeah a top basically just it's, like ah! it's a top <laughs> it's interfacing with a top. a top wait what is the largest amount of like track i don't even know on tiktok what is, is the word views traction? or likes or tracks or like what's the biggest like video on tiktok like what number is the biggest number yeah so it can get crazy on there and lately it it has there's a video right now there's a a viral trend of a bunch of guys just like leaning back and leaning forward Uh and leaning back and that has like 120 million but that is like extremely viral 
Um, what my a gay science that I had posted last month got about ten million. Um, yeah, but they 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 definitely ch- change, and Something's they're not going that's... on with the numbers over at TikTok. I don't believe it. I don't understand. Doesn't I don't it get work? it. Don't don't you also like if you're in the creator fund. Which to me sounds like a way of fundraising. It doesn't sound like a way to make money. Like that's very <laughs> smart marketing. It's like we're working with creators for the creator fund. It's like, no, they're monetizing their videos. Don't you get like certain cents per thousand view? Like what's the what is the thing? Yeah, you you're paid per view and it's relatively low. It's a way to compete with Google AdSense because they get good creators on there who are paid a lot. Oh, um, and that's like the you getting money off of YouTube. Yeah, but the thing is they put money into a fund to pay creators because I actually don't think they have enough money from ads to pay the way they're paying creators. Um, they're just hoping in the future they'll just keep the good creators from the creator fund and then the ads will get better. Um, I which I think never understood that kind of fake money bullshit where it's like invisible money. Right. Uh-uh. It's like once we go public, we will be a twenty billion dollar company. But right now, we can't afford to pay our freelance. It's like logo knowing the, their value estimated. No, 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 no. I need a tangible cash in the hand. Hey, you I just do, like they wouldn't do well on Shark Tank. I can tell you that much right now. <laughs> Barbara Corcoran would be like, explain yourself. <laughs> and they're like, I got to go. And she's like, she blocks the door. And she's like, no, t- these numbers don't make sense. <laughs> um, all I know is that I they pay me. So oh, <laughs> it's someone's money. It's someone's yeah. money. Wait, so, wait, should we take a break before uh-huh. we start asking weird questions? Okay, yeah. let's go to a break because I'm going to ask you a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor meals, I'm like... Oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of ma- pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals? Try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. And Factor Meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. All you gotta do is heat up and savor the good stuff. 
Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle. And we're celebrating Earth Day all month long with Factor. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. And we're back. Okay, so you moved to LA. I'm assuming you're in West Hollywood. Wow. I'm in Beverly Hills adjacent. So we have, okay. (laughs) How often are you, I mean, we're still in a pandemic. Stuff is kind of starting to open up. How often do you get like recognized on the street and they're like, oh, you're the internet guy? That's a, a such a good question because I've been doing this in a pandemic. So yeah. I, I I haven't really been out that much. I was in Fire Island a little bit last summer, but I, I basically kept to myself. And the first time I really was out in public was when everything opened up. And I actually flew out to New York for New York Pride. Uh, and it was amazing, honestly, meeting people and having people say, I love what you're doing. It's so funny. It was just a reminder that like, people really do enjoy the things I do. Yeah. Uh, and, and I hadn't really ex- interfaced with people in real life. So it was kind of like emotional, you know, of course I was on like drugs. So uh, I was like, I was like, Oh my that. God, this is so like, you all are so sweet. Like, this is so great. And I was like, I can't stand up. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I was, uh, I was certainly recognized there a lot and people said to have really nice things to say. So, um, I actually get social anxiety a little bit in big crowds. So I don't go out into like big environments unless I'm a little messed up. Um, So I probably won't do it that often. But when I do, I I welcome meeting anyone and everyone. Ready for a meet and greet. That's so nice. Speaking of meeting anyone and everyone, you are friends with our friend Kim Chi. Yes. Are you like old school Chicago friends with Kim? Oh. Uh, dating rumors, I will not address them. Uh, but, we're, you know, we lived in Chicago at the same time. And we were talking about how, like, I certainly was at some Neverland parties that she had hosted. Because I went to them and she hosted all of them. So right. I'd certainly seen her. But we didn't really connect until, I mean, it was like 2017. Online, we had followed each other from something. Uh, but I hadn't met her in person until I moved here to LA and we started doing weekly game nights. Um, and she is my person. Like we are so similar in so many ways. We love games. We love reality TV. We love the mm-hmm. awkward, bad reality TV, the bad competition shows mm-hmm. from like the two thousands. Um, so yeah, I love her. We've become good friends since I've moved to LA. I love that. Uh, Meatball has a lot of, uh, Kim me downs. What do you call them? Her old I, I have a bunch of her old shoes. Because <laughs> I guess she's decided to stop wearing heels, which Go is great off. for me in my closet. She's just going to wear that big uh, bird costume she the wore. The chicken costume for the, the rest chicken. of her drag career. Right. The work um, the world one. What games do you play? Yeah, what's going on at game night? I got night? asked to a game night the other and day. How do and I, I get invited I said, over to this game night? <laughs> I, said, I said, I'd like to hang out with Butters. <laughs> 
my response to a game night is always like, why do I want to like deal with problems, like f- manufactured problems? My first yeah. response to a game night is, is there drinking? <laughs> well, Meatball, you're absolutely invited to Ooh. the next game night. Ah! I, ha- I have them at least once a month. Yeah! Um, now that things are open, people are like, Oh, games were like something I did like during COVID. And I'm like, excuse me? Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm like, this love- is a lifestyle for me. And they're like, oh, no, that was just because there was nothing better, you know? Um, but there's, of course, drinking. If, so when you come over to my place for game night, um, there's a, a, a game nook, a game corner. Um, I'll set out a couple different games. And they range from very casual games, like a, a trivia-based stuff, to more complicated games. Like I have a dice-rolling RPG game um, that only me and Kim have played because it's too intense for other people. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but uh, then we can, you can pick your game. I have a, a full bar. Um, I have Lovely. a lot of spin drift, uh, which is the, the best soda water. Um, I am not in any way sponsored by them. It's just sure. spin drift is amazing. So you don't know, you've never heard of Tapo Chico. You don't I have. Uh, is that your preferred? Uh, well, I wrote a whole song about it, and Meatball always drinks LaCroix. So we're sort of a LaCroix. LaCroix it's just hard to here. fit all those LaCroix or Tapo Chico bottles in my fridge. They're so <laughs> big. Yeah, they are big. And they also, I'm sorry, they, it gets flat quickly. Wow. Yes. As soon as it warms up, it, the bubbles are gone. Yeah. So What's that board game where Would it's you like Germany and you draw a bunch risk? of cards and you're maybe like an ass- Oh no, 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 it's not Germany. It's like um Russia. Secret Hitler? Yes. Wow. Okay. Secret Hitler it is Germany. And it is yeah. called Secret Hitler. It's certainly Germany, yes. Uh <laughs> I played that game before. People That's like that like game. Fun. I feel like it's you kind of it? insane that they marketed a game called Secret Hitler. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I played it with a the- bunch of non-Jewish people. And I was looking around like, you guys understand this is wild, right? I've played it with Jewish people before. And I don't think that – I gener- yeah, I, I don't lose. think it's – I think that the controversy of the name – Gets people to buy it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. People marketing. are like, oh my you're God, Hitler. You know. <laughs> you know what we should do since you're so into games is we should start working on a Wicked board game because the movie's going to come out. Whoa. Do you know Wicked? Do I know Wicked? <laughs> I mean, you lived in New York. Of course. Do you know the uh, riff? You, can you give me the riff? Can you give me the ooh Of what? Oh. Fiora! Wait, that one? <laughs> no, <laughs> Defying Gravity. Oh, um, no one cares like, about oh. that one. No one cares about Fierro. I'm like, oh, no good deed goes unpunished. The You're iconic like, song. Oh, that is iconic. That is yeah. a good song. <laughs> ah, she hits the note. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. What's your favorite so you're part classically of Wicked and why? Um, I, oh, gosh. So I saw Wicked original Broadway cast a month after it came out in 2004. So, and then I saw them again the, in a few months. So I've I've seen it a bunch of times and I've seen original Broadway cast twice. Well, actually, Tay Diggs was Fierro in one of the versions while he was married to um, Adina. Oh, so I'm glad they split. He was a bad man to her. You he think so? Too many people on Twitter. He cheated on her a bunch. Oh, those it's two like go hand in hand. Girls. Um. And that's the tea on that. I'm spilling their tea. <laughs> this is why people want to fucking hate Reddit. <laughs> that's bullshit. You're like, what? That's not bullshit. That's real. He fingered Wait. my friend at a party. <laughs> um, now, 
Was Idina able to hit the notes? I'm calling her Idina. Um, was she able to hit the notes? Sorry, I'm still reeling from the finger finger moment. Um, I'm moving past it. I'm blasting past. I'm, I'm never gonna forget it. Um, it ha- what it happened? Was it a? Uh, Sure it, did. <laughs> it was not a sex party. It was a regular party. <laughs> Everyone was having a normal time drinking in a nice apartment was in the, the Upper West Side. In a butt or a vagina? The vagina. It was a female with a vagina. He just he just made it happen. He got what he wanted at I a regular at a cocktail 30, party. But still, he was wearing the wedding ring when it happened. It's a turn on. I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, sometimes when I see a man with a wedding ring, I'm like, well, you're ugly, but I still want to fuck you. <laughs> dick what works. is that? I don't know. You Have you ever do been attracted to a married man? That. Yeah. Why are gays attracted to straight married men? <laughs> it's always men. it's that gold band and that hairy hand. There's something about the combo. <laughs> you just imagine, and then you just imagine the wife at home, and you imagine the whole full life he has, and it's like a secret thing, and he just turned on, you know. Do you also think it's like, I always think this about like heteronormativity, that one like blip on the timeline that could, might even only be five minutes in like a coat room or something could destroy an entire life, life together. And I know it, it it is much more about, uh, that's dark. You never think of that. I thought that's what the turn on was about seeing a wedding ring is you could destroy someone's destroy. life. <laughs> no, are we on a different page here? We're on very on? different pages. <laughs> oh, uh. you ever fucked a married man, Rob? Yeah, married um, man. What's your? Yeah, turn? I've I've certainly fucked married men. Uh, there's definitely a turn on to it. Although I do think that men say they are and aren't because they can be less attractive and get um, hotter people. Wow. Like what oh, you're so saying, you're like saying someone... you think that there's people out there with fake wedding bands on. Yes. I, I definitely think people say they're married more than they are on apps like Grindr, and I'm, I'm certain... Certainly people have fake wedding rings. Certainly. Straight and gay. I have never... I've never thought. Yeah, what? it's bad. Like, you know... What's the grinder landscape like? I haven't been on that app. Yeah, I haven't been on Grinder in forever. Still the same people? Uh, I honestly wouldn't know. I When I st- started posting these videos last year, I, I've been on Grinder with my full face and everything for a, a long time. I used to work for Grinder actually. Oh. I was an earlier oh. employee in like 2001, so a while ago. Um, but uh, as soon as I did, people were like fishing me for nudes constantly on there they would see me and they'd be like hey and they would just try to get my new it was really annoying it was really annoying um so i was like fuck i, I this is so i just I, I i went off or sometimes i go on and i'm like looking for sex that like weekend randomly and i'll just send people pictures directly but not post a thing but i haven't been on there in a bit so i don't know what the the, the landscape is yeah i'm oh, so always like good for grinder <laughs> so you got a little tiktok money and now you're like fuck grinder <laughs> I get that pure for men money, and I'm like, wow. see ya. I'm a success. I'm a successful homosexual. I, I always think it's interesting because the the marketing, and I know that you have to do this. I've done some work with some of these apps, and it's like at a certain point, and it's, it actually is all Apple 
I think, and like Google and stuff because they're in because they're sold in the market, like the app store, they cannot be as sexually explicit as they're meant to be. So like all of the all of the marketing around these apps is like a com- a place for community. Find your tribe. You know, like it's oh, all very yeah. like find your like minded people. Now, and it's that's like, why I like everyone sniffies. on there is. It's really just like you want fuck in the bushes over here. Yeah. Sniffies yeah. is amazing. I totally agree with you, Meatball. It is like I only discovered it maybe about, I don't know, two months ago. Um, but I know some people have been using it for a while. It's really great in L.A. I tried using it in New York, and it was good. But, like, L.A. is it for cruising on there. And it's very direct. You know, you have a picture of your dick or your ass. Uh, and you're like, here's exactly what I want. And 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 it's straight to the point. Um, but I don't know if it's for dating. No, <laughs> but I it could be. But have you ever shown up way. to a, a Sniffy's um, rendezvous? And they've been like, you're that TikTok guy. Uh, <laughs> Hold on, you know, I sense that happening in my future. Like, I'm certain that will happen. I don't, I haven't showed up to a rendezvous that is, I haven't showed up to a, a rendezvous or sex, like, meetup. Um, it's been a one-on-one situation. Right, 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 right. right. Because that's also the sniffy, their whole thing. We did some ads for them on the show, and their whole thing is um, a great place for cruising and then take it somewhere private where it's not illegal to have sex on <laughs> stores in the woods or in a public place. <laughs> gotta, 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 gotta. Yeah. <laughs> they say it like it's a pharmaceutical ad. They're like, please right. take your, your sex <laughs> to your Drink private place in the kitchen. Yeah, don't have it sex is- in the Macy's bathroom. It is a what? I mean, girl, the third floor Macy's bathroom. Do you see that spot on Stiffy's all the time? I'm like, of course. Really? The- Who is doing that in the bathroom? Enough people. Uh, apparently, Macy's hasn't caught on, and they're like, yeah, you know, we know. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's on no the app all the time. Don't, right? The third floor Macy's, ba- Macy's bathroom. It's on there all the time. Yeah, constantly. They're like, I'm here. Next ten minutes, <laughs> I'll be here. Um, well, that's my question about cruising in like in like Elysium Park or whatever, because it's like they know. But like they and just they, don't care. They, no, they. Last time I was down there, I definitely saw some cops, like some undercover cops. It was so clear that they were out there trying to catch people, and I just mm. started swinging my arms like I was power walking and kept going. <laughs> I was like, "They're out here trying to look, girl. They got to make their fucking money quota. They're like so ridiculous. Why are you out here ticketing people getting a blowjob in the woods? It's like, absurd. There's no school around here. There are no children. There's literally a park there." There's literally yeah, a not in the park. cruising area. <laughs> oh, I mean, I guess I don't really know where the cruising area is, but I'm just assuming. Yeah, because there is you got a, a blow job on the hiking, the hiking path, and then a bunch of kids came by tied to a rope, walking each other. All right, so Rob. Um... <laughs> no, I want to know. <laughs> this, I was wait, like, so... wait, the kids were walking that... each other. Well, you know how when Their kids are tied together were, on, them, a, like, on, on a, a rope. Leash. I never see kids on a rope. I've only heard about it. Is it like, it's like, so they don't all get lost? Yes. It's they like they each to like hold, hold on to the rope. Yeah. But and it was this like is why we were getting a trail, blowjob. So I was like, where are they going to go? It's just one trail. But I guess they could have got lost in like the woods. <laughs> oh my God. Kids are fucking stupid though. Like kids we forget. Kid, kids are so fucking stupid. You have to tie them together or they just get lost <laughs> <laughs> on, on one path. Oh my God. So, um... But I, w- I want to bring this up because this is going to happen, and I, I am curious how you're going to deal with it. So Meatball and I both have experienced sexual interactions. What is happening? What? Finish. I don't know where this is going. 
Rob just said he was like, I think it's going to start happening more and more that people are going to recognize him. Oh, okay. And so I have been bamboozled into sex. And then the moment the sex was over, the guy was like, me and my husband are so excited for your show tonight. We got VIP (laughs) tickets. And I was like, ah, because I was going out of town. I went on the app, you know, like the whole thing. And then I went to his house. We ended up fucking. We're laying there. And so a similar thing happened to Meatball, where after the sex, you were in the room and you saw a poster. I looked up at the wall and there was a picture of me on the wall. No. In drag. Yes. In full drag. (laughs) <laughs> I would have gag. at least taken that picture off before I fucked you. You know what I mean? Like, no, uh, no, no. Sign it. I, I signed it. No, I <laughs> oh. just took a picture of it afterwards and posted it to my Instagram story, and I was like, "What have I done?" <laughs> that is a true fan, you so, know. Yeah, must be. I was ready to die in that moment. <laughs> Are you like, like, and now I do some like light vetting, secret science detective work. Okay. How you do know. you do what that? It, like, what, what is, is that? Like, ask, like, if I'm out of town and I have a show, I'm like... Do you know uh, who Big Dipper is? <laughs> is that what you ask? <laughs> You'll probably become, like, discerning, right? Like, trying yeah, to figure out... Because you figured right. that out on Grinder When people yeah, are like, I, uh, hey, so what's hey, your plan full of body nude and dick, to happen? I, I definitely have hooked up with people who know who I am. I, I don't know uh, if, and they didn't beforehand say I know who you are. But honestly, I don't really have a problem with it. Uh, I, I don't think it's, like, that weird. Like, as long as they're not, like, really unwell, like, mentally unwell, um, it, I think it's generally fine. There is there is something where a look that someone gives you while you're hooking up when you're like, oh, they know. They know who I am. Uh, it, it, there's, like a fa- there's, like, a fascination with how they're looking at me, that I'm like, oh, okay, oh, okay, this is not a normal one. Like this, this, <laughs> this one is a uh, definitely a d- d- bit different. I can tell in the eyes, you know, they like they aren't blinking and they're very wide eyed. Um, but that only happened a few times. That's ha- that happened when I I like I hook up more when I travel. Um, yeah, I don't hook up easier. as much when I'm in my own uh, my own city. So when I was in New York for uh, Pride, I hooked up a lot more than here, and so I, I definitely experienced a little bit of that. You think the gay cold is real? The gay cold. Oh, all of us get. I got it, and it was just a cold. It was, it was just a regular cold. It wasn't a variant. So I got tested for COVID, but it was at the tail end of it. I was sick for two weeks, and it was negative. But who knows if those tests are accurate right. or not? Um, I, I called it the gay cold on Twitter, and someone was like, "You can't call it that. You can't. Let's not call it the gay yeah, cold." AIDS already stole that name, right? No, so, but also let's call it the gay cold. Like, I. But all, I think. <laughs> Everyone is getting sick. Like, I know uh, people that are straight that are ending up getting sick. And it's probably just because we were all inside, masked. Yeah. Getting our immune systems real low. Right. Partying, not sleeping, seeing people. Um, It was the sickest I've been in a very long time. And I was like, (laughs) is this ever going to go away? I I, And then I stopped drinking coffee because it was dehydrating me. And then I had coffee withdrawals three days later, which I thought was part of this gay cold. Oh, no. And I, I'd never experienced them before, and I felt like my head was going to explode. I'm like, what is this pain? Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was a real rough two weeks. I actually didn't do anything for two weeks. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Did you all get it? No. Oh. Well, no, I, I, I wasn't don't do I was in New York, and I know that a lot yes, of people from there— it started in New York and Miami, and, and now it's finally working its way to L.A. And P-Town got hit hard, but I think they got actual COVID. Uh, most people that I know that went there got COVID for the fourth. 
Yes. Yes. Everyone Get that COVID, I know, mama. Everyone I know who's gotten COVID post-vaccination, they all had the J&J vaccine. Oh, is they, that fake news? Wow. Wow. That's a statement. The J and J is not going to do well after that one. Yeah, they've been having they've had having a rough year already. But I've already I've been saying since Johnson and Johnson came out with it, I was like, that's just water. That's not going to do anything. I said that from the beginning. (laughs) This is no, because this is where we're going back to QAnon. Uh, This is a QAnon podcast. (laughs) Johnson and Johnson, no, ma'am. Uh 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 uh, not at my house. All right, let's take a break. What? Okay. You. I just wanted to ask if you've ever considered doing like a live show now that stuff is like opening back up and like I feel like you could really like yeah take that shit to the stage. Get you a projector. Ping pong balls out of your um. (laughs) Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Is that where that's from? Yeah. Uh, I would definitely do that. Uh, Or it's also Morgan McMichaels did that as a reference to Priscilla, Queen of the Desert on all on Drag Race Eight. The the producers, the producers, yeah. Hey Morgan, come to set, and she was like, "I'm game for anything." Yeah, and like bend over, and she didn't even know what was happening behind her. Um, I definitely wanted. (laughs) And the guys I know, they shoot silicone babies out of their cunts. Oh. Yeah. No, I definitely want to and plan to this year, maybe in LA at a few places. I miss performing live. I'm actually better at it than online content. I think it's sketches and musical sketches and like maybe doing it with a couple other drag queens or something, getting a show with a bunch of other people who co-headline could be really fun. Musical sketches? Yeah, musical sketches. uh, um, Maybe some live... Uh, adaptations of things that I do online that would do well on stage. Uh, I did these lip sync presentations where I would make a PowerPoint yes, presentation with so like songs. That, Thank you. That's incredible. That's what I was thinking of because all you'd need is like a projector and that. Yeah, would just I would do a few that. of those. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that. I love that. That's um, a really good idea. We're gonna take a break and do our last segment quickly, but I do want to ask, what is your entertainment career? goal like are you writing a tv show do you want to be a director do you want to be a performer like what is the the like next step in entertainment for you ultimately i am very thankful to have all of this happen uh and especially quote so late into my life in my when i was 32 who would have thought uh no i am so thankful to have all of this happen and so I would be fully satisfied with just like creating things on my own channels if that is what ends up happening. But I I do have a lot of aspirations for bigger things. Uh, My mind goes in a lot of different places and I have ideas for like everything from musicals to um, animated shows to screenplays. Uh, I I have a lot that I'm always like working on in different ways. No, that's great. I mean, you're like totally you're you're doing it and you're in the city to do it. So that's very exciting. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm, to see I'm what trying. It's going to be so fun. All right, let's take a break and we'll be right back. Goodbye. Okay, we are back, and you know uh, we do have our final segment, which is called Fuck Talk, and I do want to get into that, but quickly, you are a science expert, and Mm -hmm. uh, we have been asking folks uh, to, uh, 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 what's the right word? 
we, we uh, sent in to <laughs> send in questions. Send in is the right word. No, yes, send, send, we, we've been we asked to, to ask ponder, questions. To ponder what? Ponderosa, fuck you. <laughs> We've asked folks to ponder whether or not something is gay. Okay? And so we uh, have received a couple voicemails, so we're going to play them, and we can wait. And then in you on can tell us, or we if can it's decide if not. it's gay or not. Love. Hey, Fluff. Got a question for you guys. So sometimes when I'm having a bad day or I just need a little pick-me-up, I'll go into Chipotle up to their little mobile order rack where they have all the bags of food waiting to go and I just pick one and I leave. And I don't want that bad because whoever's bag I took, whenever they come in to get it, they'll go up to the register, pay it's not there, they'll remake it, blah, 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 no problem. So it's almost like a victimless crime, question mark. And I call it my Chipotle of destiny because whatever's in the bag, I get and that's my destiny. So, question, is that gay? <laughs> no, that's theft. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, can I start? Yeah, go. Yes, I would say the act, the act of doing that is not inherently gay. I'd say <laughs> the act of doing that is just someone that takes advantage of situations. I think the fact that he called into a podcast to tell everyone that he did that is gay. <laughs> Very I think good. the the <laughs> admission of doing something that you're getting away with, you couldn't can't keep it to yourself. You have to tell everybody in the world that you do this thing. That is very gay. Also, calling it the death, the Chipotle destiny or whatever he said, pretty gay. You don't name yep. thievery. Yeah. Also, yeah. can I just say, please don't do that because I hate when I like do a mobile order at Starbucks and they're like, we put it out and it's gone. And then I'm like, oh, I have to wait here another five minutes. Like you're making that person wait extra long to get their food. What if all they had was 10 minutes for their lunch break? Right. Yeah. It's a bad thing to do. Period. Here we go. (laughs) Yeah. Hi, Big Dipper Meatball. I have a contribution to the Is This Gay segment because it's one I have been pondering for a long time. Um, and my is this gay is K-pop because to me like Blackpink feels very gay, but then also all those male groups feel very masculine, question mark. Also random thought, sometimes when I listen to the podcast, I think that Big Dipper sounds like the male version of Miss Piggy. That's all. Yeah, that's true. I've also gotten Kermit he, the Frog. He got a little he got a little jab it at the end. I got <laughs> Hit him with the twist. He, he uh, couldn't leave without an insult there. <laughs> K-pop thoughts, Rob? K-pop. I think that I think it's I think pop music is gay. Yes. Uh, so I I think that falls into that gay category. I'm not a big K-pop guy though. Me, neither, me neither. I'm not well versed in it, but I will say large groups of people doing choreographed yeah. movement. Duh. That's gay. That is That's gay. gay. It's gayer than a musical. High production uh, music videos. Um, yeah, very. Very gay. Very I think gay. he just called to, to get a job. To call you the male <laughs> Miss Piggy. Hello, you sloppy fucks. So this Tuesday's episode, Pure Chaos, very much into it. Thank you so much. Almost crashed my car laughing. Um, in respect to is it gay or not, placing your phone face down on a table at like dinner with friends is this gay love to hear your thoughts okay bye this is i'm excited to hear your thoughts on this too um 
I. Do you do this? I do, I do, but I I leave it face up. Okay, this is what I'm saying. Well, okay, I so actually you, think but, that's straight behavior to put it face down really? because it's it's overly performative that I'm showing you that I have a phone, I am better than you, uh, but I'm leaving it face down to prove to you that I'm focused on what we're talking about. It's very like dominant behavior in my mind. It's sort of like pulling your dick out on the table, whereas I feel like very gay is like, the even more dominant one is like, bitch, I have my phone out here and I will look at it the whole time we're hanging out. Oh, I thought it was the other way around, but now you've convinced me. So putting your phone face down, not gay. Not gay. <laughs> having your phone fully out is very gay. Yeah. I mean, I think having it face up is like, if you're checking it every once in a while or you see when a message comes up, it's not that big of a fucking deal. Like, it's not that big of a deal to look at your phone. I think if you're texting through the whole dinner, right. sure, but... Uh, it's, it's, but I, I think men take their phones out because it's uncomfortable in our pants when we sit, right? And then women yeah. just leave I them in their it's purses. It's like a weird dominance thing. I wow. do. I, I, I had a meeting with two straight guys yesterday, and the one literally, it was phone wasn't going off, but he just kept tapping it to refresh, like to keep it alive, you know? I couldn't believe it the whole time. Oh, it was that's very wild. That's weird. weird. But I think it's very gay to have it out because if you're like if you're like planning a hookup post whatever conversation you're having with that person, that like yeah, multitask that's why I of like I'll down be so done in forty see minutes. That it was- Wait, yeah. he was tapping his phone the whole time to just keep the screen on. Was he yeah. like recording you or something? No. I would at he that point if been. it was a if it was a couple taps, I would say like I'd hold his hand when he goes to reach for it the next time. I'd hold his hand still and go, "Sir, what is this? Like, why are you tapping your phone? Like, I, I couldn't do it. I wouldn't be what able to." What are we to, doing here? Yeah. Well, thank you for weighing thank- in. I really appreciate that. That was really helpful. And thanks for calling in with those. Is this gay? We'd love to hear more of them, all you uh, listeners. So keep those coming. Um, listen, we've reached the end of the show. I wanted to talk about. Some um, very intense sex stuff, but let's do rapid fire. Do you like eating ass? Yes. <laughs> so you're oh, are you fucking kidding me? Well, I'm all of the above. Uh, ah. uh, it depends on my vibe. It depends on the year. It depends on the month. But I'm always down to eat ass. It's my favorite thing. I like it more than sex. Wow, wow, wow. Yes. I just love this because the first time I learned that you you do a lot of Q&As on your Instagram page and they were they were all very like, "Oh, this uh, this about the Tesla, this about this video game console, this about an editing software." Wait. And then it was like, "I love eating asses by <laughs> And I was sort of like really thrown and I was like, oh, cool. He's like very open about sex. Well, I now that. I want to keep asking more stuff. Well, go for it. Ask is whatever you want. Well, now I forgot. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Who is this biggest celebrity that slipped into your DMs? Ooh. I honestly, I don't, I don't know if any have. Oh, okay. You well, you I don't have know to go to have. message requests. You could have said no. Yeah. I, I, okay. Yes. Big Dipper, 100%. Miss, Mr. I, Piggy to you. Full disclosure. <laughs> Mr. Piggy and a little Kermit. Piggy ate Kermit. <laughs> I, full disclosure DMs, I'm horrible at them. Like, honestly, it's because we follow each other, um, Big Dipper, that I saw your message. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I just don't see any of them. And only when I do stories will I, like, check them. And I'm, I'm bad at them. So I probably got some really fun ones. You're like T-Pain. Uh, You'll go in there and you're like, oh, my God, <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Yeah, uh, probably. I've missed so many. 
I do want to ask something else you've posted on your um on social media is that you have a very large bed. I do. It's what an Alaskan king have? bed. An yeah. Alaskan, Alaskan king. king. Yeah, so the sizes for beds go standard sizes are twin and twin XL and then a full queen king and then there's a Texas king which is like a longer king. Well, there's a California king. Yeah. Which is the same size as a king. Then there's a Texas king, which is no, a longer king. No, it's a little king. bit different. It's wider, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's wider. You're right. Yeah, that's the one uh, I have. <laughs> And then there's uh, Texas, which is longer than that. And then there's a Wyoming king, which is seven by seven feet. And then there's an Alaskan king, which is nine by nine feet. And what do you need all that space for? You know, I made the choice out of trauma from uh, living in a small space uh, during COVID in New York. And I came to LA and I was a little unwell and I made that purchase. Um, I've always wanted to have a room that the the floor is comfort. You watch something on a big screen, you watch it on a projector and everyone gets pillows and everyone just like gets in and watches like seven, all seven Harry Potters. Uh, and I kind of wanted to emulate that. I had a really big room and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to buy this fucking bed. Um, and I don't regret it. Honestly, it's been, it's been great. I have movie and game nights with the switch all the time. I love that. I love that you just like love having people over. That's such a New York thing. Because in LA, everyone always goes out. Wait. Oh, they do. Opposite, opposite, opposite. No, because in New York, I was always having friends over to my apartment. But no one has space in New York, and everyone in LA is like, come sit by my fireplace. Okay. I had space. I I had a 380 square foot apartment in New York, and I definitely didn't have people over. Uh, But I definitely, I went to other people's apartments that were bigger. If you had a big apartment, you had people over. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Well, listen. Uh, the the I do want if if we always have a opportunity to tell an embarrassing sex story. One of my uh, 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 favorite videos that you've posted is when you uh, said when he tries kink uh, and you're spitting on the camera. It's a recent video, and you're like, "Hey, pig." Uh, <laughs> I find that very funny because uh, I've had numerous experiences with people attempting to sort of go down their fantasy route. And it's like, they're not built for it. They like watching it in porn, but they're not like built to actually do it. And it took me a while to learn this because I can get into some like really intense stuff, but I am not verbal when it comes to sex. I can sit here and talk on the podcast all day long, but in sexual, you know, interactions, I do not want to be like, Fuck yeah, your dick, this blah blah. Like I dirty talk is hard for me. And so all I used I'm to- hearing is Miss Piggy say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So, so basically I, I've just owned that and people are like, uh, do you like dirty talk? And I like I like listening to it. I won't be participating. Like you have to be okay with like a quiet, you know, partner or whatever. So I don't know. I, I it, Meatball, do you have any story? Rob, do you have any story? Now's the time to share before we end. Um, I actually, I have something to say about that, the verbal thing. Uh, I am with you. I'm a words matter kind of guy and I listen (laughs) to words and I, and I'm like, and I understand what they mean. And so I think a lot of the (laughs) time. What does this mean? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I blasted his headphones out of his ears. Uh, They actually did protrude. I had to push them in. Um, uh, and I and and so verbal being verbal during sex it, it can go real sour. Uh, and I think when I was younger I liked verbal sex a lot more because I was like yeah talk to me while this is happening. And I think now now it's like 
they have to be really spot on with what they're saying and mean it. Otherwise, like what you're saying and like how that video came off, it's it's just so fucking awkward. I will roll my eyes. Like if they can't really see my face, like say I'm like doggy getting fucked and they start saying things that they're just like, do you, you know, do you like that? Or like, yeah, you bad fucking boy. You know, like, and they're like, I'm going to spit on you now or like whatever. I'm like literally rolling my eyes Same. in my back of my head. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like this guy has to leave the... This, um, this is what I do. When I'm sucking dick and they're like, tell me about this dad cock in your mouth. I love to go. Oh, mm. God. And this is what I love to do. <laughs> I only make noise with the dick in my mouth so I don't have to say whatever words might sound stupid. I'll like pull the dick out, look up at them, put the dick back in, and then moan as if I've said something. And the worst is when I got caught and he pulled me off and he was like, what? And I was like, I didn't have anything. I was, I, I was just trying to appease you. He wanted what if actual you words. You off and you went, uh. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I talk, sir. Like, sir, I, I don't close my mouth when I speak. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Well, how thank fun. you so much for being here, Mr. Rob. It was such a pleasure. Uh, I loved every minute of it. God bless. Um, can you tell everybody where to find you on the TikToks and the Twitters and the Instagrams? Yeah, on TikTok, uh, Heartthrobert is my handle on there. And on Instagram, it's Heartthrob Anderson. Uh, there's a pun. It's a, a Heartthrob pun because my name's yeah. Rob. Uh, and then on oh, Twitter. Oh, you got uh, it? Uh, and then on Twitter, it's Smartthrob. Uh, even though I post just mainly sexy pictures on there, I wasn't really sure what to do with Twitter when that when I was like, well, I'm just going to join sense. this smart throb. Yeah, smart throb, and then it's just like smut. So smut, uh, but you have glasses on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> intelligent smart. smut. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Uh, yeah. All right, well, we did it. Give, we did give it. Rob a follow. Yeah. All right, and thank you all so much for listening to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meepaw. I'm Meepaw, and that's Big Dipper. You can follow us on Instagram at Sloppy Pod, or you can follow our personals at Spiciest Meepaw and Big Dipper Jelly, or on Twitter, I'm Fat Drag Meepaw. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode, which come out every Tuesday and Friday. And send Goodbye. us an email at sloppysecondspod at gmail.com. And don't oh, forget yeah. to call in with your Is This Gay questions to our phone number. Do you want to sing it, Meatball? 213-536-9180. Wait, when I was walking to Barracuda on Saturday night, as I was walking to the bar, I heard behind me two women singing full voice Saturday night, 10.30 p.m., downtown L.A., one short day. Thoughts? <laughs> on on Broadway. That's where the bar is. Wait, were they going into I don't know? They were precinct, like a block and like behind precinct me. was their Oz? No, they were a block behind me, and I'm talking full voice. One short day. And I was like, <laughs> I like stopped. <laughs> That's their going out theme, you know? Could That's their out. They out were probably the like arm theme. in arm skipping. Yeah. And I think someone was filming them on their phone. Maybe they were making content. Oh, it might have been a TikTok. <laughs> Okay, bye. Bye. Doodle doot doot forever. Dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. 
Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Will and Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. 